Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Trey, I'm not sure if we need to talk about uh, football scholarship distribution or whether or not we can think, okay, there's still time between now and April the 30th. And there's been some movement. Offers have gone out uh, for the Arkansas Razorbacks because, as an example, defensive lineman, Louisiana Tech, Jumped in the transfer portal. What happened? Arkansas extended an offer. Yep, and Ole Miss offered a minute later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he's listed at like 240 pounds. He's actually about 300 and something from what I understand. I think it's a, a high school weight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very coveted position. So if you want – if a guy enters the portal at a, at a you know, a position like that, defensive tackle, um, then you got to jump on it and, and – I mean, there's just, again, there's just not a lot of guys out there that uh, can play at this level that are that size. So, um, yeah, I mean, we saw them offer the Colorado wide receiver, Montana, what was his name, Lamonius Craig? Uh, yes. Offer him yesterday. Uh, and, you know, a lot of schools offered him. And, um, you know, now this uh, defensive tackle out of Louisiana Tech. And, yeah, like we said, I mean, you talk about scholarship distribution, Arkansas has got. 78 players on scholarship right now, and so that leaves seven spots available, and we've certainly gone over plenty of times the, the needs that they have on this team. Uh, so, and defensive tackle is definitely one of them, even though they have Tank Booker already, who was a really big get as a four-star transfer out of Maryland. A really big get for them on the defensive tackle, but you can never have seemingly too many of those guys. Is it Kaive Rose? Is that how you say his first name? I mean, that's how it looks. I'm not okay, sure exactly. Kaif, yeah. Yeah. I'm he not is sure exactly. a third-year sophomore. And uh, as mentioned, Ole Miss, Arkansas, within minutes of each other offered on Wednesday. Now, in this story by Danny, uh, he shows him 6'3", 303. Yeah, so, you got it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. two years eligibility. And the uh, other – K-E-I-V-I-E. I'm not sure how you say it. Yeah. So. TV? I'm not sure. Okay. I'll leave that up to you. Um, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Kobe Branham, the young man from Fort Smith, uh, Southside. Good size young man, 6'5", 320. It sounds like he's uh, backed it up. That is his announcement date to June the 26th, previously June the 23rd. But i got to believe, Trey, good news for Arkansas Arkansas gets the last visit, and that official visit will fall on June 23rd through the 25th. Does that sound like good news for Arkansas? Well, I, I, you'd always like to have the last visit, especially Absolutely. If he's, yeah, if he's visiting until the 25th and then making an announcement on the 26th, that, uh, that would be definitely good. Visited Oklahoma State. He's been to Arkansas, obviously. He's just from, you know, Fort Smith Southside, so, uh, you know, not even an hour away, really, from from the university. So, um, yeah, he's big kid, obviously, 6'5", 320 pounds. 
Um, and it's a good class overall inside the state, and he's definitely one of the guys that they they have their eye on. Ole Miss has also offered Texas A&M. Of course, I mentioned Oklahoma State. Uh, in addition to to several other schools, there's he's got uh, you know a number of offers. But I would say his biggest are probably Arkansas, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Let's talk with Tim. Tim, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Man, doing great. How about you, Tim? I'm doing good. Staying staying dry, but it's wet. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, Trey. Uh, have we have we got a good backup quarterback now? I believe so. Yeah, I believe Jacoby Criswell is a quality option for him, and uh, you know, probably the first guy since. K.J. Jefferson, who you could say that's the next guy when K.J. was sitting behind Felipe Frank. So, um, yeah, I think they're in good shape there. You never know 100% until they get in the game action, but just from what we've seen in practice, uh, Jacoby looks like a looks like he's going to be a quality option for him. Good deal. And, and my, I got one comment, uh, Randy. Uh, maybe Mike, he's an idiot. <laughs> and, and, we, and, <laughs> and stand for president. <laughs> all right y'all have a good day all right thank you thank you tim uh navy mike called in earlier so that's what a little bit of that is about trey um i was asked either must have been yesterday any updates on elliot harris and his knee any updates there Elliot Harris? Yeah. He went down in the... Um, you mean Amerian. Amerian. What is that? Yeah. Elliot. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Amerian. 20, 20 years off. <laughs> yeah, just a little uh, bit. Um, I have not heard an update. We've not had an opportunity to talk to Sam Pittman. They certainly sounded very positive after it happened. I mentioned, you know, I had my uh, binoculars out and I could see Amerian on the sideline, he was knee wrapped and everything, nice, uh, smiling and laughing, you know, with his other teammates and stuff. And, um, you know, said before, that doesn't happen if you think you tore your ACL because that's a season end. True. You know, so uh, I, I, I'm hopeful that he's okay. I think if it were an ACL, that probably would have leaked out by now. So it's a good sign that nothing has leaked out. Let's talk with Chris. Chris, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? I sure do. Glad to join you today, guys. Um, Thanks for calling. Well, y'all, uh, Trey, you touched on it a little bit yesterday that got me to thinking the rest of the evening. Um, if you, I was going to see if you would do this, um, considering or uh, regarding Dan Enos and uh, Kendall Brow. I was going to see since we use stars for prospects, if you would take Dan Enos in one column and Kendall Browse in one column, and give them one to ten stars on recruiting, quarterback development, and play calling. Hmm. Okay. Is that something you feel comfortable doing? I, I, if, if some of them are – one of them may be stronger than the other in one category, which is fine. I just I can get your take on that, and I'll, I'll take your answer off the air. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Chris. Play calling? I think that remains to be seen, uh, you know, I've said before, and I think I might have said it yesterday, but you know, when you're when a guy's with you a long time, you start you, you get familiar with the you know the issues that he has, and uh, you know some people would always get frustrated anytime Arkansas threw short of the line of gain on third down. Uh, 
you know, and, you know, when Kendall Browse would maybe do something that was perceived as a little too cute when you're just running it down their throat and the drive would stall because of it. Uh, and Enos will have those kind of issues as well. I mean, they're not those necessarily, but something will pop up where you're like, of course, you know, it just happens. You can't expect perfection from these guys, but you expect them to be very, very, very good at the, at the money that they're making. Play caller, I think that's going to be tough. Um, you know, Arkansas averaged 471 yards a game last year. When Enos was at Arkansas before, you know, they didn't have a great year in 2017. A lot of it depends on your quarterback. Brandon Allen in 2015, though, had a great year. Uh, maybe the best all time at Arkansas for a quarterback. Um, as far as recruiting, right now, I think I would probably have to say that Browse gets an edge. I mean, I don't know that Dan has been at a whole lot of places. You know, he was at Alabama for a year. He was at Miami for a year. Uh, you know, I think back to Arkansas. He didn't recruit at Arkansas a starting quarterback that I can recall. Uh, Cole Kelly. Uh, you know, Cole Kelly went on to win the Walter Payton Award for Division Two, but he wasn't a great quarterback at Arkansas. I'm trying to remember, did he recruit a starting quarterback? In his time at Arkansas, I don't think he did. Mm-mm. No, I don't think he did either. And now you, you have know, Cole St- Kelly. Cole Kelly was the closest thing. It was an on again, off again for one year. Yeah, now Steamboat's um, playing for the Showboats. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Steamboat, the Grave Digger. Uh, so uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I, I think I would have to probably give the edge to to Browse right now. I mean. Enos has got a quarterback commitment for Arkansas. It's in the class of 2026, right? 2025? 25. It's hard to keep up when you <laughs> everything's a year ahead in recruiting. Um, I would give the edge to Browse right now. We'll see what Enos does. But, he, you know, it's not like he's been at a lot of places. You know, he inherited – did he inherit Tua Tungabailoa or did Tua Tungabailoa train? I think – Talking about a little transfer there, so maybe you give him some credit for that. Well, did, didn't um, he? You know, didn't Jacoby. he go when Maryland got Loxley as their head coach? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, well, Loxley has the ties to Alabama, obviously. Right. So I don't know if that's necessarily Enos, uh, but Enos did coach uh, Tua. So you know, there's a connection there. But I, I think I would give the edge to Browse right now, uh, as far as recruiter. As far as, like, coaching quarterbacks, I, I think Enos gets the edge there. I mean, he's got a long list of guys that he's coached in, in the NFL. And for this particular situation, yeah, you want to see him obviously recruit the next starting quarterbacks at Arkansas being the quarterback's coach. But uh, for K.J. and his development, like, you know, I don't know that – I don't know if I'd say he's peaked, he peaked in terms of his ability under Brown, but maybe he did. You know, I think that's possible, and I, I just – I think when you talk about, you know, to some people about what he's done for other quarterbacks uh, in terms of, the, you know, their development, you, you know, there's a lot of really positive stories about Enos as a, as a you know, a technician with quarterbacks. So, um, play calling, it's almost impossible to say, I think, right now. So, maybe I'll give it a wash, and I'll give Brock the recruiting edge, and then I'll give Enos the uh, – I think that's what he asked, developing quarterbacks. I think I'll give Enos that edge. And that would be, obviously, in his past, yet to be seen how much he is able, maybe 5% as we 
guesstimated yesterday uh, improvement with KJ. So that was the number I was able to pin you down on yesterday. Let's talk with Ronnie. Total guess. Did you pin me down on that? <laughs> I did. I don't feel like I don't know you did. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I did. I'm holding you to it regardless. Okay. Ronnie, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? I do. Trey, hey, I just heard you mention that uh, you like uh, uh, Jacoby Criswell as far as being our backup to KJ. Yes. Uh, what What do you feel that he brings to the table that we just lost? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see – so just his numbers, I, I'm, I'm not seeing just a whole lot. And obviously, wherever he was at, I don't remember if it was North Carolina or NC State, but it, obviously he lost his starting job there. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, obviously, you know, you, you've seen a little more. Mm-hmm. Well, from, you know, what I hear for the grapevine, uh, it was actually pretty close uh, between Drake May and Jacoby Criswell in their battle for the starting quarterback job. Now, what people will tell you if you look at, you know, 2024 NFL draft projections, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them will have Drake May as the number one overall pick. So that would be the guy that he lost the starting quarterback job to last year. The year before that, he backed up Sam Howell, who Sam Howell was drafted by the Washington Commanders. So he has okay. effectively backed up, you know, one NFL quarterback and another that they feel like is going to be like a first rounder. So that's definitely notable. Uh, but Jacoby throws a really nice ball. He is a much, much more polished passer uh, than Malik Hornsby. Now, I don't mean to like run Malik Hornsby down, but Malik never developed in terms of really putting any touch on the ball whatsoever. It was always as hard as he could throw. Oh. Um, and that's a big area where he struggled. And I feel like that is where Arkansas takes a huge jump forward. Now, as far as pure speed, I wouldn't say Jacoby has that kind of speed. Very few people do. But, sure. as, I mean, he can run the ball. I mean, he's a, definitely a threat, you know, as a runner. And so I think, um, you know, mainly just being able to throw. And I don't think that they would have to, like, really drastically change what they do on offense if they needed him to come in. Well, throwing is a part of it, but also just being able to just make good decisions, being able to read yeah. defenses, do your check downs, and and I, and I think also Chris will, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really know about his abilities as far as that. But. Yeah, I mean that's kind of thank you, Ronnie. You got you have to with quarterbacks. It's just all you can evaluate really is you know what you see, and that's throwing the ball and running the ball, you know, what we see in practice. But when it's live bullets, everything changes. I mean, it just it just does. It's the hardest position to evaluate in all of sports. It just is. And so you never know fully. I mean, that's why we see, like, you know, we go through these spring practices and fall camps and stuff, and, you know, there's a quarterback competition the whole time. I mean, we see all the time at Arkansas and at other colleges where they start the wrong guy. And here we have gone through – you know, 15 camp practices in fall camp, or, you know, more than that in fall camp, but 15 spring practices and then all the practices in fall camp. What is it? 20-something, 27, I can't remember the exact number, leading up to the first practice. 25, camp, isn't it? Then, I think so, over like a 30-day period. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you have all those practices, and then, you know, you see them time after time start the wrong quarterback. And a lot of it's because 
quarterbacks aren't live. They're super protective of them. Um, you know, you got to – like even Sam Pittman said, we didn't know KJ was that good of a runner after the, the Georgia State game. We didn't know he was that – we didn't know he had it as a runner. I mean, this guy's run for over 1,300 yards the last two years, and you didn't know you had that in him because he was off limits. You know how good a tackle breaker he is, all those kinds of things. So um, it's it's difficult to evaluate. And on top of that, you don't put them in a whole lot of real game-like situations in practice because they're off limits. So it's it's just tough to tough to pin that down. I thought in the red-white scrimmage that Jacoby looked very comfortable through a nice tight spiral. He had one seventy-yarder that was taken away uh, because of uh, wasn't even a good touch. touch. Yeah, yeah, wasn't even a good touch. Yeah, it wasn't but, even a good touch. It was, I think, it was Debake too, wasn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and I mean, but I, you better look comfortable. You better look comfortable in a spring game because nobody's hitting. Well, you. I, yeah, yeah, you know you're not going to be no, hit. I mean, yeah. I understand that, but I'm simply saying though, the throws that he made, it wasn't wide left by five mm-hmm. yards. Right. It wasn't exactly. wide right by five yards. It wasn't twenty yards overthrown or ten yards underthrown. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Those are the things that we can see. And again, you know, you don't have to worry about getting hit. So when you throw in, you factor in getting hit, then, you know, I think that's probably worth about 10 percentage points. Sure. You know, so you should probably be completing, you know, 75% of your passes well, see, Trey, in a spring game. Trey, I, th- I, think, I think the biggest example of the week, and I can't remember which game it was, but it was the week that everyone knew K.J. Jefferson was out. And basically it was a battle between who would start between Kate Fortin. Okay. Kate Fortin and Malik Hornsby. And they said in practice, again, whether it be seven on seven or, or scaling, whatever it was, that Kate Fortin was perfect throwing the ball. Had maybe one incompletion. And then was ineffective against Mississippi State. Exactly. So you never know. You never know. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. Trey Shep, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue.